You're listening to Health Call Live, the area's only live local interactive radio hour devoted to you and your health. Watch the video live stream on the Health Call Facebook page and call us with your questions at 447-1190 or toll free at 800-333-1190. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Good morning again. So happy to be back with you. Thank you for joining us, making us uh, the number one most listened to radio program on Saturday mornings. It is all because of you, and I thank you very much for that. You come here to learn about health, wellness, and get in touch with uh, some leading healthcare official, uh, uh, providers in town. And we have one of those with us today as we talk about melanoma and its connection to the advancements in treatment because of clinical trials. So let's bring to us on the phone Dr. Ahad Sadiq, an oncologist with Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. Good morning, Doc. You're at the clinic this morning, huh? Hi, good morning, Lee. Uh, yes, I am, but uh, it's always a pleasure, always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I th- thank you for inviting me. Oh, i have so happy to have you here. So what comes together is uh, a couple of things that made me want to get with you, and one of them is this is Melanoma Awareness Month and also World Clinical Trials Day was yesterday, and the treatment of melanoma has changed a lot in recent years because of the what we've learned through clinical trials. So we're going to kind of meld those two things together. If I have melanoma today, what's different about the treatment than had been in the past? So, Lee, uh, I will tell you that uh, melanoma has almost become like a poster child for us oncologists. Uh, if you ask me maybe 10 years ago or even five, seven years ago, uh, Melanoma, malignant melanoma was uh, like a death sentence. Uh, Until unless it gets caught at a very early stage, uh, you can resect it out. But uh, if it spreads out, uh, I can tell you that the median survival uh, for a stage four uh, malignant melanoma was somewhere between six to nine months at best, despite whatever we had to offer with chemotherapies and aggressive treatment options. Last uh, five, seven years, uh, the whole field has flipped. Uh, Now we have melanoma patients uh, who are alive uh, with metastatic melanoma, meaning spread out melanoma, seven to nine years out from their diagnosis with no evidence of melanoma anywhere in their body, uh, meaning that they are in a complete response. So going from six months of life to six years of life, Uh, That's something that uh, we are proud of and we strive to get those type of numbers in other type of cancers also. That is really remarkable, isn't it? That's fantastic. Let's do just a quick overview on melanoma. It is uh, predominantly caused by UV exposure, so exposure to the sun. uh, And the ABCDE is important to understand. So when you're looking at a mole, a growth on your skin, there are some triggers you want to be very aware of. One of them is it's asymmetrical. What does that mean? On that part, uh, that A, B, C, D, E, uh, so people, especially fair-skinned people, will have a lot of molds on their body. And by the, as, as they grow older, these kind of change a little bit. They start getting a little bit more obvious. So this A, B, C, D, E is like uh, the A stands for asymmetry, meaning that most of the molds are symmetrical uh, in, in shape. Uh, and then if you start noticing that there is one mole that uh, becomes a little bit 
taller, then wider, becomes a little bit more asymmetric. Then the B part is the borders. If, if you start noticing that the borders are uneven, uh, in most uh, benign, mellow, benign skin lesion, they're very even borders. But if you start noticing that, C stands for color. If, if you start noticing that in one mole, there's a variety of colors, like somewhere from brown to black to tan within one mole, that's also something. And then D stands for diameter, uh, which basically means that if, if somebody notices, uh, your partner, your spouse notices that there's a spot on the back that has gradually gotten bigger in size, that's something. And then uh, evolution is the E, that a simple, very clean, sharp-looking melanoma suddenly gets all these findings that it becomes asymmetric, the borders become uneven, there's multiple colors in one spot. So these are those risk factors that you we tell everybody it's a very simple A, asymmetry, B, borders, C, color, D, diameter, and E, evolution. So you keep this A, B, C, D, E in mind and uh, let your doctors know that if you are worried about something, uh, it's best to have one of the doctors have a quick look at it. Yeah, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons that, and a key reason, actually, that an annual exam, a physical exam with your primary care provider is important because they should be looking at your from head to toe and checking those and looking for those because a trained eye is going to notice something that you might not. And so few of us these days have a primary care provider. That's that's a challenge where we're slipping. So if, if I come to you, I've been diagnosed, you, you've confirmed that I have melanoma, what's the first thing you're going to do that might be different than what it used to be? Hmm. So uh, the first thing is uh, basically you get the staging done. Uh, you try to figure out that uh, if this is a localized melanoma or is it a spread out melanoma. Uh, localized melanoma, still the standard of care is that you get it surgically resected. Now, those surgeries are big surgeries. If you have like a one centimeter, one third of an inch melanoma, they would want to get like a three inch around that area. So normally you end up with a big scar, but surgery still is the standard of care. Now, uh, we come up in situations where either the melanoma has spread out to the rest of the body, or uh, it's more of a localized spread uh, around that mole area. And the treatments have drastically changed, Lee. Ten years ago, if somebody would have come to me, I only have chemotherapy options available. And chemotherapy, in short, if I explain to you, is basically like these drugs that go into your bloodstream. They go directly to the cancer cells, and they attack the cancer cells. Nowadays, immune therapies have taken over. Uh, And immune therapies, if I make it as a simple uh, explanation, would be that there are these drugs that are given intravenously, But these drugs don't directly kill the cancer. These drugs actually go towards your immune system. These drugs make the immune system smart enough and strong enough that now your immune system is able to recognize where the cancer cells are and your own immune system controls the cancer and kills the cancer. So this has been a a major groundbreaking shift, especially in treatments of melanomas. That, that we employ. And as I said, that from six months to six years of life with these immune therapies uh, is something uh, close to a miracle for us. Indeed. I've just read that uh, we are now moving into something called oncolytic therapy, which is kind of a related to immune therapy, but a little bit different. Uh, it uses viruses. Can you explain yeah. how those would be used? 
A very interesting phenomenon. So uh, back in 1800s, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, doctors were smart enough that they started noticing that uh, people who had cancer, they would have a remission of their cancer if they get a viral infection. Albeit it might be a temporary that the cancer will stop growing when they had that viral infection. And then once the infection goes away, the cancer would grow up again. And they kind of picked that up back in 1800. Wow. And then recently in the 1990s, as the technology got better, the genetic engineering technology kind of started gaining momentum, uh, these viruses kind of started coming into the cancer therapy. And uh, actually for melanoma, there is an oncolytic virus. Uh, it's called TVEC. And that's actually approved. Uh, the way they do it is that we actually, actually we do it, that we inject that virus into the local area where the melanoma is. And what it does is that it actually kills the tumor cells. And at the same time, it causes a release of these certain signals, which help uh, generate almost like an immune response into the body. So it's a way of triggering your immune system locally and some dynamic response also by using these oncolytic viruses. So something very interesting that uh, I think the technology is catching up to make this more of a realistic option now. And you're offering that treatment here in Fort Wayne? We do. We do. Yeah. And is it approved for anything other than melanoma? They are looking up into other uh, options also. There was a very uh, prominent study uh, came out uh, a few years back on uh, glioblastoma. These are brain cancers mm -hmm. uh, to inject uh, these viruses into the brain. Uh, so these are uh, getting into trials and they are getting approved. Uh, right now, melanoma is the poster child for this TVEC therapies. I'm so glad you mentioned trials because that's where we're going to go next. As I mentioned, it was World Clinical Trials Day on Friday, trying to bring attention to to the importance of clinical trials, recruiting patients into clinical trials and the role they play in moving cancer treatment forward. And that's where we will go next as we continue our conversation with Dr. Ahad Sadiq, an oncologist with Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. The phones are open. If you have a question about cancer care, we'd love to hear from you at 447-1190, 800-333-1190, or shoot a text to 46862, and we will cover it next on the Health Collive Radio Hour on WoWo. Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. And we are back to the clinic with Dr. Ahad Sadiq. He's an oncologist with Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology, joining us this morning from the clinic. And doctor, you have you are co-director of a specific division of Fort Wayne Medical Oncology called the Inventa Center for Cancer Research. You do a lot of clinical trials in that role. What, is, what does that mean for patients? So, uh, Lee, I'm uh, very proud of what uh, we have available here in uh, uh, the northern part of Indiana and especially in Fort Wayne. So, uh, clinical research is the backbone of the field of medical oncology. Uh, 
all these new options that you hear about uh, almost every week, every month uh, that keeps on coming out regarding treatment for cancers, it actually goes through these clinical studies that somebody designs a trial, uh, puts patients on them, and then they compare a standard of care therapy with something new. And we have been lucky enough that in Fort Wayne uh, for the last uh, 30 years, we have been running these clinical trials. Uh, luckily, we uh, collaborate with uh, premier cancer centers with the University of Chicago, uh, with TRIO, which actually gets run through University of California in Los Angeles. So we have all these clinical studies that are available in these premier centers that could be uh, run here in Fort Wayne. So that is uh, something very amazing that very few people know about it, uh, that people in uh, Los Angeles have that same opportunity, and people in Fort Wayne also get the same opportunity about the clinical studies. Uh, we uh, have uh, very strong clinical studies for melanomas, uh, but the basic point is that there is always a little bit of a misconception about clinical studies. And uh, if you have a particular question, I'm more than answer, but I can I can talk a lot more about those misconceptions also. Yeah, I do want to walk through a couple of things. I think the number one misconception, and you and I think have talked about this before, is I'm a guinea pig, and uh, I'm going to get. Uh, I'm afraid of enrolling in a clinical trial because I might get the placebo, I might get the sugar pill, and that just doesn't happen anymore, right? That does not happen anymore. Uh, clinical studies are divided into three to four phases, phase one, two, three, and there are these phase four studies also. But in almost all the studies these days now, everybody is able to get standard of care therapy, and then on top of that, we are trying to see that if we can add on something on top of that. Uh, so on the clinical study, almost everybody gets that opportunity that they do get treated as a standard of care therapy, but you get a chance of getting that experimental option or an added uh, drug uh, to what the standard of care therapy is, and which is not approved or which is not allowed right now, but clinical data tells you that it might be the next coming standard of care in the next few years. Uh, phase one studies are a little bit different where uh, there are these uh, newer drugs that are getting being treated, uh, being tested. But again, uh, even in phase one studies, that idea of uh, sugar water or placebo only uh, is, is not true at all. So it's very, uh, I've read some of these clinical trial outlines, and there are very specific criteria you have to meet in order to be enrolled in these studies. Once I am accepted into this study, what's expected of me as the patient, and how is that going to be any different? So uh, you're exactly right. The criteria that are tough, uh, meaning that what uh, we want to do is that when we are enrolling patients throughout the whole country, you want them to be standardized, that you don't want too many variations so that when you look at the data, you have more of a clean data. But in the area of Fort Wayne, uh, what I can explain to you is that uh, once you get uh, picked up on a clinical study, uh, then I look at it as a multiple benefit. One, one part is that instead of just your only physician looking at you, there's a whole research team that keeps an eye on your case. Uh, a lot more scrutiny. Uh, yes, there is a little bit more testing uh, that happens with these studies because you are trying to look at uh, more data. But it, it's actually, in my opinion, it's more beneficial uh, for the patients who are looking at that cutting-edge technology that might be available to them. 
logistically, sometimes it becomes an issue in, in uh, our part of town. Uh, but even in those parts, uh, we are we have available uh, Uber rides, Lyft rides. We have uh, drivers available that can help patients uh, come to uh, their appointments even. Is it going to cost me any more if I've got all these tests and imaging and other things going on, more appointments with you? A very good question, Lee. So that is always a very uh, important question that comes up in the Okasadik. You're going to be doing all this extra stuff. Who is going to foot the bill? And uh, to tell my patients is that most clinical studies actually are cheaper because any extra drug, any extra test, or any extra scans, uh, they uh, get covered by the clinical study team. Uh, so you don't get billed anything extra. And a lot of times, the standard part also gets covered. So most of the cases, uh, it actually is cheaper uh, to go on a clinical study with better uh, monitoring of your case. How do I find out about a clinical study if I'm not if I'm not currently being treated at Fort Wayne Medical Oncology, but I I want to know all my options? How does that work? So. Uh our, our population is getting very savvy now, uh, and, and I, I like that part about them is that uh, normally uh, if somebody's grandfather, father, or mother, they, they get cancer, I think the younger generation is savvy about looking it up online. Uh, so I, that's my first uh, uh, recommendation to the families would be that uh, you talk with your physicians first and always inquire about that, do you have any clinical options? Now, it's a possibility that, that that clinician might not have a clinical study available with their practice, but these are internationally run, nationally run consortiums that you can always find a connecting site that might have a very good clinical study available. And then for Fort Wayne, we can tell you that uh, we do have our own uh, online presence with uh, our uh, website with Fort Wayne Medical Oncology, and we have a dedicated section uh, for our clinical studies that do stay up to date regarding all the list of clinical studies. At any given time, we probably have about 30 to 50 studies, uh, which are comparative to uh, big academic centers, uh, the number of studies that we run at any given time. Should I think about a clinical trial right from the start of treatment, or is it kind of a, nothing else is working, let's give it a shot? So, uh, again, Ali, a very good question uh, that most people think about clinical studies is that last resort that, okay, there's nothing else left. Now, maybe I should go on a clinical study thinking that I might become like a guinea pig. Uh, that is not true at all. Uh, now, clinical studies, when people get newly diagnosed with uh, cancer, you have a lot of clinical studies available. And, and as I said, that now the clinical studies are trying to add on something on top of what the standard of care already is. So people who get diagnosed with a new cancer, I would definitely recommend that they should seriously look into uh, clinical studies because they might have an option where they might get something above and beyond what the standard of care therapy is right now. And that something extra can become the standard of care therapy over the next couple of years. And then down the line, if things don't work with the standard of care therapy, at each step, there's always an option of clinical study. So I, I'm a big proponent of clinical studies, and I always tell my patients that every step of your treatment, do ask your physician, do ask your oncologist that, hey, 
is there something above and beyond of what the standard of care therapy is? Is there something available for me? Uh, sometimes there is available, sometimes it's not. But you should always uh, make sure that as a patient, you are kept in loop about these clinical trials or these newer options that might be available to you. Man, that's a good place for us to wrap things up. That is Dr. Ahad Sadiq. He is an oncologist with Fort Wayne Medical Oncology and Hematology. You will find them online at fwmoh.com. Thank you, doctor. Appreciate you taking time out of the morning in your clinic. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Great. you again sometime down the road. When we continue here on the program, we are going to shift gears and focus on the mind of mass murderers. What happened in Buffalo has everybody thinking about that, and what you're thinking may not be correct. We're going to take a look at some statistics, and we're going to report to you exactly what can we can learn about mass murderers next on the Health Call Line Radio Hour on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media.